This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Eves. Welcome to This Day in History class, a show that reveals a little bit more about history day by day. Today is September 26, 2019. The day was September 26, sometime in the mid-1800s. Windsor McKay was born. McKay was an influential cartoonist and animator, well-known for the comic Little Nemo in Slumberland and his pioneering advances in animation. McKay was born Zenas Windsor McKay, though his birthplace and year is unclear. He began drawing during his childhood, and he later said that he drew for himself, not anyone else. He drew incessantly, anywhere he wanted to, and he said he never saved his drawings. McKay's parents sent him to business college, but he continued to be drawn to art. He skipped classes to draw portraits of visitors at a dime museum. He would sell those drawings and share a cut with the museum. He did not finish business school, but all the time he spent drawing and selling his work helped him hone his skills as a professional artist and it instilled in him a desire to perform. John Goodison, an art professor at Michigan State Normal, took notice of McKay and began giving him private lessons. That helped McKay develop skills in his technique, composition, and perspective. Goodison encouraged him to attend the Art Institute of Chicago. He did go to Chicago, but he did not go to school there. He worked at a printing company in the city, But two years after he arrived there, he moved to Cincinnati, Ohio. There, he began working at another dime museum, but this time, he was making promotional posters and art as an employee. Outside of his work at the museum, he painted billboards and created drawings in a continuous line. Not long after he moved to Cincinnati, he met Maude Leonore Dufour, with whom he later had two children. McKay's ability to do those continuous line drawings and his talent for drawing things from memory proved useful. After eight years at the Dime Museum, he began working for a newspaper called The Tribune as an artist reporter, illustrating stories and drawing cartoons. He also created art as a freelancer for the magazine Life, a lot of which portrayed racist humor, as did other work included in the humor magazine. When the Cincinnati Enquirer offered him a larger salary, he began working there and soon rose to head of its art department. Some of his most popular and notable illustrations were done for a series called The Tales of the Jungle Imps, and they accompanied poems created by the Sunday editor. He was only at the Enquirer for a few years before he moved to New York and began doing illustrations for the New York Herald and the Evening Telegram. There, he began using the comic strip format, which was new but growing more popular. He wanted to have the money and fame that came along with having a popular comic strip that could be syndicated. He found success with his comic strips, Little Sammy Sneeze and Dream of the Rare Bit Fiend. But he was working a lot and did not feel he was being compensated fairly. He ended up getting a raise, and in 1905, his comic Little Nemo in Slumberland made its debut in the Sunday comic section of The Herald. Little Nemo was immediately popular, being picked up for translations in operetta, clothing, and games. 
It ran in the Herald until 1911, then in the New York American under a different title until 1914. McKay also began performing in theatrical reviews as a fast sketcher. And in 1911, he finished his first animated film, which featured characters from Little Nemo. McKay went on to create more films, including The Story of a Mosquito and Gertie the Dinosaur. With the latter film, he used a technique he called the McKay split system, breaking the dinosaur's movements into small parts and filling in the drawings between the poses. In 1915, he created his longest film, The Sinking of the Lusitania, which he created using transparent celluloid sheets. He found the success and passion in his work on animation, but Hearst Publishing, his employer, was not happy about how much time he was spending on his outside work. Between his relationship with Hearst and feelings about the commercialism of animation, he lost some inspiration around cartoons. In July of 1934, he went into a coma and died at his home in Brooklyn after having a stroke. McKay's work in cartooning and animation greatly influenced the advancement of the animation industry. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you would like to learn more about McKay, you can listen to the two-part episode of Stuff You Missed in History class called Windsor McKay. Get more notes from history, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.